to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. It is out. The Buckos win. That ball's in well to left center field. Back toward the track. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler, we got Jim. It's Thursday. What up? Jim goes to the big city for a few days and wears his hat sideways. <laughs> the big city. What is that? What's the big city? Ah, uh, Donardo has he not told us? I slept in four different cities this week. I'm so tired. Cry. Well, I am tired, but yeah, I mean, he left Kentucky and went to the big city. This guy goes down I, to I was the in a dirty few south. Big cities. He's got I was in Chicago, Chicago, then New Orleans, then Dallas. Yeah. Okay. So now he's New wearing Orleans. his hat sideways. He's a cool kid. <laughs> New Orleans isn't that big, though. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. I got to do it this way. Who, who was I last time you said that? Here, Joe, Joey Crack. <laughs> Looking like Fat Joe, Tyler. No regrets. Yeah. Well, so what's up? So what's up, guys? What did how do? we live in fam? Are you just not going to talk, Jim? Are you? You guys now? that new I TikTok vid? I didn't get to watch any of the games tonight. Which, thankfully, it sounds like I didn't miss much. But uh, MLB stupid blackout rules. I didn't get to watch anything, but. Word, yeah, apparently bro. I didn't miss apparently I didn't miss much. Word, bro. This game tonight. Yo, you fam. <laughs> no, for real. So tonight's game. Can I just mention, okay, I think I've probably been the most optimistic. And I'm gonna use that very lightly, okay, for lack of other terms, but the most optimistic about Will Crow on this show. Uh, I think Jim was he jumped off the boat rather quickly. Tyler and I were kind of, you know, we're treading a little bit here on the Will Crow ship. Tyler jumped off, and I was like, I, I don't know, I can't, that bitch. I can't, I can't get off this yet. So <laughs> I've been swimming down Shit's Creek on <laughs> the SS Will Crow, and I'm, I'm officially done. I'm off it. You know, again, like there's just some things that are intriguing, and it's like every start. He doesn't like implode. It's not like it's at the end of the day. You look, and you're like, oh my god. This is a clunker. It's it's like 4.2, two earned runs off of two homers. But after seeing tonight, like it's just it, it's it. Like he can't not not give up the long ball. And I just feel like his best is that 4.2 innings, two earned runs. Like that's his absolute best because he's going to give up two home runs. The fact that he only goes 4.2 is what helps him. If he were to go to five, six, he's going to give up three homers. Keeps the going. funny part is that you decided to jump off the ship after he pitched in Great American Small Park. It's I, I know, but still, 
I, I get it. it. It wasn't like it was Joey Gallo's 217 foot home yeah. run, but I can't do it anymore. It's it, it's over. You know, it just yeah, it's it's an issue. It's a real legit problem. He's bad. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's just he's not he's not a major league starting pitcher. I, I would like to see him get some time in the bullpen because I do think the stuff is good enough that he can pitch like one or two innings at a time. Um, but but yeah, he's just not somebody you can count on to go out there and and give you five or six innings on a consistent basis. That's that's just not who he seems to be. True. Yeah, and I think we've. We've all talked about the velo ramp up that he has every now and then. That's a perfect guy to throw in the bullpen. He's shown he can throw at a higher velocity. It's just, it's so inconsistent right now. Mm-hmm. Command is so bad. I would be okay just switching him and Cody Ponce for the next start. Next start. I know you tossed that around. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's the 2021 Pittsburgh Pirates season after the trade deadline. So, sure. Like, that's how I feel. Sure. Ponce's came on as not terrible in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad about giving him another shot in the rotation if he's bad. Mm-hmm. Throw him back in the bullpen where he's been fine. See, I, I, I don't want to see Cody Ponce get any more starts. Who do you want to see that? There's I'd nobody else. See, yeah, I'd right. rather see Cranick. I'd rather see Cranick. Why? Rather, I mean, just because we've seen Ponce already. Like, okay, but if you see Cranick, then you can't see Cranick's not that, taking someone's spot. He's already there. Cranick's in, in Indianapolis right now. Yeah, but he's pretty much there every other week. Okay, so keep him here every week. <laughs> I mean, he's starting literally close to every fifth day. I mean, Cody Ponce has had what now five starts in the majors. I guess I'd be okay with giving him a couple, but I'm pretty much over Cody Ponce as a starting option as well. The I'm dude's pretty much 20, over all of them. The dude's 27. Like he's not he's he's not going to be an option. Um, I I would like to see Kranick if we're if we're picking an extra person. I mean, let's put it this way, because I get both of your points, and that's where I'm at. That's why I was like, meh. You know, like, I, I really don't care. But at the same token, it's quite possible this team could see Shelby Miller at some point. So, like, at that at that point in time, would you rather have Shelby Miller as a starter and Ponce in the bullpen? Or would you rather just say, you know what, Ponce, have a start? Shelby Miller's been pitching out of the bullpen in Indianapolis. So, I mean, it's all over the place right now. He's only started one game. Oh. He's only thrown five innings. Well, then, (laughs) it's it's our boy Dylan Peters. (laughs) What if it's Dylan Peters? Yeah, I know. That's the point. Like, Uh, that's where I'm at with the Tyler situation. It's like, at this point, let's probably get a match and figure out. Right. You're probably going to need guys. And if he is, he is. So what? Because it's this season, because it's after the trade deadline, like, I really don't care. But I know it's not Will Crow. So let's get him out. And I will give Will Crow credit because they needed him to eat some innings tonight, and somehow he ate a few. Because he shoot, he, did, he was I know after too, but he got he did pitch better after he gave up fourteen bombs. 
but I'll give him the slightest bit of credit because this team really is someone needs some innings because Ponce has thrown his ass off in the last week and they don't have a long reliever left. Their bullpen is shot right now. It's yeah, I mean, so Underwood is basically pitching two innings every other game, it seems like. Um, yeah, it's the bull. I mean, kudos to the bullpen today. They pitched four scoreless. They actually kind of kept the Pirates in the game. Like, I mean, there they was a shot. A, yeah, I mean, there was a one point where it, it they they made it interesting. Um, Bases loaded. I think what one out and Reynolds was up. Yeah, down yeah. three. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be these these next two months. It's going to just be they need someone to just go out there and start some games, right? I mean, if we're looking at this rotation, right, it's cool once he gets back from the COVID list. Brault, Keller's here now. We've got Crow. We've got uh, <laughs> dude from the Braves, uh, Bryce Wilson. Wilson, yeah. Um, Brubaker. So, so I mean, you've got six people there that we just named, and then if you throw Cranick in the mix, I mean, they, they've they've got the arms that to kind of put together a hodgepodge rotation here. And and yeah, I guess I'd be fine with Volcrow not getting another start if that's possible. But I'm also on board with like Mitch Keller also not getting another start too. So what do you do with God, like, I, so like honestly, I forgot about that. Like I was kind of taken back that Mitch Keller got the call. And and mainly for now, you can argue, and some people did it out there, like who cares at this point in time because he's not going to become anything. But at the same token, like you hope he is. But regardless, he was called up and he only needed, I think, what, three more weeks until he got like another extra year of service time. So, like, if he goes out there and is still just like pitching like ass, like you're saying, like you're saying, Jim, like, why is he up here? Do you just, I mean, I'm, I'm actually down? fine with Keller, like, being moved into the bullpen like and getting time that way service time at this point i'm not really too concerned with i mean it's with keller i mean, I mean but it is only three weeks and you get an extra year yeah. like you know what i mean like especially do we want an extra year anthony do we really want an extra year <laughs> I, I i would say yes because why not if you're given that extra year why not take it because everyone told us he was good okay so give yourself but that that's where we're at. Maybe he needs that, that is where one we're at with extra year to be good. Maybe in 2026, he'll figure it out. And thankfully, we the Pirates put him down on AAA in 2021, and we got him for 2026. Maybe, I guess. But right now, I don't think it's... <laughs> I think they're more concerned with... Uh, let's try to figure out how we can make this guy at least a serviceable pitcher. And maybe they thought they're calling him up. Maybe they thought calling him up would have helped. It didn't. He sucks. Well, I mean, if you ask him, he thought I know he just (laughs) he thought he there were some really good things about that start. You know what? Good for him that he could take positives from that because every time I watch him pitch, I want to blow my brains out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, at this point, you just got to put together someone who can give you five innings like that's that's where we're at right now. I don't really know if anybody in this rotation outside of. I mean, I guess Kranich 
you know, you want to see more of just because you, know, you want to find out if he's interesting or not. He's not. Bryce Wilson, I am. I, I also want to see a lot more of. Um, not interesting either. I know, Jim. I'm with you. The dude's 23. Like, God. The dude's 23. Like he he is interesting. I am interested in Bryce Wilson. Um, give it. A, I guess give if it there was weeks. like a, I guess if there was like a one person in the rotation that like I want to see every fifth day, it's Bryce Wilson. Buckle my says Cahill available. No man, Cahill's out. He's done. He fell down. Cahill's, Cahill's <laughs> done for the year. The other side part of it is you could probably see them start to skip a Brubaker starter cell. I think because we've well, discussed that. Yeah, although Brubaker had a really good start last time. He but did, but I do believe. I think down the stretch we could see that. Yes, when you you are already seeing. Pitchers getting pulled even earlier now, right? I mean, you, you've you, uh, we've seen it with Brubaker mm-hmm. a couple times. We've seen it with, and we saw it with Brawl. That was his first first game back. But like, even after four innings, like they're pulling them, even in good games. I mean, they've been doing so that I, since I day one. <laughs> yeah, and Brubaker just passed. We, what what did we say that earlier this year was? Hey, how many pitchers are going to throw a hundred innings? Was that like that was the number we threw out? I mean, Brubaker, Brubaker just passed the 100, 100 innings for the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, he surpassed way more innings than he's pitched like the two years beforehand. So, you know, mm-hmm. like that was kind of my concern. Maybe that's the reason why he was giving up a lot of home runs and he was breaking down just because of the workload. So, regardless, I could, like Tyler said, I mean, that was going to be a major concern for all the pitchers for the most part. We felt for the Pirates, right? That's why right. you need arms. That's why a guy mm-hmm. like Cahill was signed. And he needed him because he needed some guys to pitch, regardless of how good they are. But um, yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I certainly feel I don't know if a brewbreaker like skipping start is going to happen. It just seems the way they're doing it is going to utilize him by just like like Jim said, you're going out there for four innings, we're going to pull you. Um, but with that also being said, we talked about the amount of guys and such. I mean, I'm still for this. I still really am. I'm going to talk about it again. But Brault's coming back up. Like, I mean, do you guys want to see a piggyback? Because you keep talking about like saving these rotation guys, but at the same point, as I mentioned early on in this in this season, like we're so worried about these starters, but we're just throwing these bullpen arms out day after day. Like, how many guys are going to get injured in the bullpen because of all that? So, like, maybe this piggyback and save the bullpen finally as well, and not just worrying about these starters all the time. Brought and cool. Let's do it. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, they use, use they've utilized it in the past, and especially when you've got, I mean, what we just named six or seven people who mm-hmm. could could technically be in the starting rotation. A good way to give all of them, give all of them some playing time, but at the same time, not have them pitch five or six innings every time out. That's that's an option. You also go. To the only the thing is when you, yeah, the only thing is when you do that, then you're limiting the number of relief options available but who knows how much of that we need if you're piggybacking half the time it's interesting i don't i don't know i don't know the best i wouldn't know the best way to construct the roster at that point yeah i don't care you can piggyback colon colon neither of them interest me at all i don't know if you can piggyback like three different times (laughs) is what i'm saying like they're, it's a bunch of bad pitchers, and eventually, the Roosters is going to come home hatch. 
They all stink. So you, that's there you go, Jim. So you piggyback them too, and then Cranick comes up for the the one start, and that's how you save some. Then he goes back down, right? That's how he's going to keep pitching every other week, as Tyler suggested, right? Cranick comes and saves the day for a little bit. I mean, that's how you manage it. I mean, just look what the Dodgers have been doing. That's how you manage it. You just have everyone go on the ten day IL. That's it. Or you call them down and call them up, and that's it. Just give me a guy that can throw six damn innings. We don't have. No, any I like of those, the. So. I like. I like your idea. Let's just do what the Dodgers do. Let's just be the Dodgers. How about that? What, what did we joke about earlier on this season? Because of all the pitchers that are come up with the system, right? Did we joke about like having uh, like nineteen starters throughout the year? Everyone just like everyone keeps going up and down. At the end of the year, everyone has like twenty days of service time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the problem we run into there, though, is uh, what I mean. Your hooray has been getting service time this whole time. He's been on the sixty-day IL, right? Right. So, but he's I mean, also there's on the another IL. option. He's making a uh, rehab yeah. starts. Yeah. He's hurry up. You hurry up. He's to you hurry up. <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? Wow. That's what happens when you've had well, like eight bush lights already no i've had one two three four five it's got four that beast ice. okay maybe nine <laughs> i'm sorry i got bored waiting on jim while he's in there in there like doing some weird facebook stream i don't know yeah did the steelers win i actually don't know it was they were winning when i left hmm. haskins got pulled so i walked away Got it. Couldn't watch that game either, Jim. Blacked out too. No, I wasn't blacked out. I just didn't want to watch it. Nice. I just Four. have no interest. No interest. Yeah, Lamar wasn't playing. Exactly. Mm. Most running backs don't really play much in the preseason, though, right? Like how much did right. Najee play? Not too much, right? So. Nah, I made it a quarter. Oh, okay. Anyways, back to uh, the real sport. Back to baseball. So, okay. Yes, we we know the pitching stinks. And (laughs) this rest of the season, I mean, I can't stress it enough. I know we all kind of stressed it right now, but it's going to be less interesting. That's for sure. But we do have one thing that's certainly interesting and, and a reason to watch, and that's Brian Reynolds. So, Obviously, we know what he's been doing this year. The bat's been amazing, right? Way better than I think any of us ever ever anticipated. I'm not jumping off the bridge and saying, oh, here's MVP discussions about him. I mean, he's on a terrible team. There's, to me, still more worthy players of being MVP. Uh, And with that said, though, what I do want to discuss is, so the bat's been there. He's been really good. But that glove has been incredible i'm just flabbergasted him going to center i just felt well you know what he's going to be a bit of a liability a little bit liability defensively blah, blah, blah. right i was in five cities this weekend jim so i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> my hat's even more sideways so you know like He's going to be a bit of a liability defensively, but the bat will play and just is what it is. But honestly, like he's been good defensively. So like my question now to you, okay, 
Is he a legit center fielder? And do the Pirates now look at him as he is the center fielder going forward? It's not that he's going to slide back to left field next year when we get a center fielder. Is he the center fielder? I think you're in a position right now where they can look at him as a center fielder. He's played adequate enough defense. I mean, I think he's at an eight outs above average stack ass wise. He's playing really well there. So it's at a point now where you don't have to look at, we still need to find a true blue center fielder and move him to the corner. You can go after one of them bigger bats that might not fit the center field mold. And I think he he's, God, his extension is just getting so expensive, but he's a guy that <laughs> you got to build around this guy. Like, I don't want him to end up like a Brian Giles that just gets stuck on a terrible team and we just watch a guy rake. Yeah, um, to answer the question, I think I think Brian Reynolds is the center fielder for the foreseeable future. I mean, like, like Tyler said, like maybe if you if you pull somebody in like a like, like if you sign Starling Marte, right? like a gold glove center fielder, then maybe you could make that move. But I think at this point, you don't have to go out there, like like he said, and find a center fielder, right? You have one. If if someone better along, better better comes along, then sure. But like that's not something that you have to address. Um, at this point, yeah, just go out there, find some corner bats who can who can, you know, who can hit a little bit. Um, that's that's really all they need to do right now. I think it also takes a lot of pressure off these prospects coming up that play towards the middle. Like an O'Neill Cruz that he's going to be a corner guy or God, any other guys. Cause all they do is trade for middle, middle of the field type of dudes, right. but they can play in the corners now. And actually, no, you bring up a good point with Cruz because before the injury, we saw a little bit in spring and such and, like they, we thought a move to outfield could happen, right? But I think a lot of us thought right field just suited up, but he was taking reps in center. So, like you're talking about, maybe it does take away some of that pressure. Maybe O'Neill Cruz doesn't have to be a center fielder. Maybe he could just be, if he moves off short, a right fielder. But I'm kind of, I'm like really getting on board with this too. Like to me, he, uh, how can you say no like next year? How can you say you're not going to be the center fielder? He's at that point now, that cut point where like this is my effing spot. He, it's it's I'm telling like he's not uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. type, you know, defense out there. Like he's not he's not just going to be this amazing glove, but he's doing very very well defensively, way better than I thought. The bat certainly plays, and I, I, almost like with you, Tyler, you talk about like roster construction. You know, you can get a cheap now corner bat and be perfectly okay with Brian Reynolds, I feel, in center. To me, he is not a liability at all. And you can kind of play off. I mean, hell, we, we joke about Kutch, right? Maybe Kutch gets that, that job now on right field next year. Jim? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, they, they, they're, the, the spot's going to be open. And as I agree with what, what everything that you guys have said. He has been very impressive and I said, it's it's not a need. 
Like it, it doesn't. It's not a need that needs to be addressed. Which was a huge need going into this season. Like yeah. I felt. I think all of us kind of felt like it's it's swagger to bust as far as center field goes. That takes a little bit of pressure off Swaggerty as well. I didn't mention him, but he can go play a corner position because he hurt his left shoulder, but still, like he can go. He doesn't have to worry about going and man in the center field position. True. If he's if still he's on the team, God only knows. But at, at the end of the day, they don't have to go sign a Gerard Dyson. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that like they don't need to do that next year. Like they don't need to go out and do Fowler, Alford, Goodwin and and try to figure out who their starting center fielder is going to be. You Amen. don't need the athlete that can, <laughs> Like you don't need to go find a great defensive outfielder. You can go find some guys that can hit hopefully. Actually, so we I feel like he's, you know, not thought of too well, but it's something we talked about, and he wasn't traded, and he does have a year of control. But I mean, Ben Gamble, Brian Good one, right? No, no, Ben Gamble, who actually has been oh, playing well. Okay, like you can, he's arb eligible. Like he could be a player next year, and he's been adequate enough. He's he's shown he's got a you know a decent bat. I think I would be comfortable as long as improvements come elsewhere. Comfortable if you have Gamble out there, you have Reynolds out there, and you find another. You know, free agent outfield. You might be able to find the cheap. It's not a bad outfield. Potentially, who that, you know, whoever the third one is. I would Hell, be comfortable gives, with it. But it gives Hoy Park a spot. Not that he needs to really look for a spot, but it gives another option. Like these types of guys, yeah, that they've traded for. It gives them options because they don't have to slide in the center field. We don't have to watch Cole Tucker go out there and try to learn center field on the fly. Also a good point. Let's talk. I mean, do we want, are we done with red? I, I want to talk about Hoy Park. A little yes, bit, but we know we you do. Yeah. God, I'm going to say we get to there. Yeah. That was a good segue. Um, I want to see this guy play every single day. Like there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't be starting. It shouldn't be in the starting lineup every day. I don't care where he plays, like go ahead and, and just kind of let him be that super utility guy where he's given somebody an off day every day. Um, I'd rather him not give off days to Hayes or Reynolds anymore, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. But I mean, he needs to be in the lineup every single day. Um, and you like, like we need to find out, Hey, is this, is this going to be, Somebody's going to be on this team for quite a while. I mean, so far, it's only been, what, five games, but the dude has shown that he can hit. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not, he has not looked uh, overpowered by any means. He's not striking out. He's putting together good at bats. He's coming up with big hits with runners on base. Um, I, I really like what I'm seeing so far. Got on base three times tonight. Just he's been he's been great. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with, especially with him taking at bats from Rodolfo Castro because he's just looked awful lately since his little breakout. And I think we're all in the same boat where we're okay with him taking at bats from Kevin Newman, uh, even yes. though Newman Newman got <laughs> quote unquote hot where he hit well for three games, so he became average 
is what yeah, you're saying. He, right? His he found was, a few gaps oh, for can, three games. Right. Or even like Ben Gamble or Wilmer Defoe or we love them, but Greg, like there's not a reason you can't find a spot in the lineup for this guy every single night. He's 25. It's that time. Find out if this guy can play major league baseball. Yeah, I'm all for it. Because the thing is, too, like there's there's very limited amount of time left to do it. You know, like honestly, even after this season, no matter what he does, you're gonna look back and still it's still small sample, regardless. It's still small sample. You know, like even think about the Cabrian Hayes situation last year. Like Cabrian Hayes just came out and just blew the cover off the ball. This guy looked amazing. But you still in the back of your mind was like, but is it for real? Because like the pitchers still didn't really have time to adjust and and everything. You know what I mean? So like even this year, even if Park just dominates, you still have some of that questions like, okay, well, is he still this type of player or will things settle in? So you're actually you know, you're absolutely right. Like I need to see as much as possible from him right now to make that decision because there's there's a lot of decisions that you need to make. And he's 25. You know, like if he if he is rule five eligible, I'm sure he will get claimed by somebody next year, regardless of what happens right now. Mm-hmm. So let's be sure if he can play or not to some level. So we, you know, the pirates can keep him because if you don't let him play, what was the point of making that trade? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I feel like, like, I feel like he could be just like that super utility guy. Like I, I, he he seems like he can play a bunch of different positions and he's competent at them. So I mean, I mean, he, he can he can kind of be like that Adam Fraser type guy his first few years or or Josh Harrison, where um, you know, he's playing five or six days a week, but you know, never really in the same spot. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, I think he can actually play a competent shortstop position, unlike both those guys. And if he can, then. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. Oh, yeah. Especially on this club right now, who could use yeah. a competent shortstop. I mean, you got Marcano that probably... They got a lot of guys that could play there, but none that we know could play Yeah, there. well, I guess what I'm referring to is like right now. I mean, th- those guys aren't Right. Up, you know, and I wouldn't expect... I mean, Marcano should be up, be up next year. year. Well, next year, I'm talking about like I, right now. Right now, yeah. I Yeah, I definitely think that... Park's probably, he's not even close to a Newman, a shortstop right now, but I mean, what are we talking about? Our pitchers suck anyhow. <laughs> I'm fine with Marcano being in AAA right now. I'm yeah. fine with Marcano being in AAA for a while, to be honest. He's he's 21. He clearly hasn't really developed his swing yet. I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him getting like six or 700 plate appearances in AAA. Jim just hates him. Just like, just stay there as long as possible, so I don't have to watch you. Because I hate you, Listen, Marcano. I hate you. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I mean, kind of where I mean, you look at. I mean, he never played. He hasn't even played high A ball yet. He, I mean, he right. went straight from single A to to the majors. To the majors, actually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and now playing Triple A for the first time. You know, the, this past month and a half, two months, let him. Let him get some playing time there. I mean, we're in no hurry. I mean, I agree. I agree. And theoretically yeah. speaking, if if he sticks, which he's going to give every reason to, I mean, O'Neill Cruz is the next man up. 
you know? Right. So and he's not going to play shortstop either. So again, I mean, <laughs> they, they <laughs> haven't probably not done it yet. Listen, we don't even know if he's going to not be arrested yet. Oh, here we go. Moving on. <laughs> but I'm just saying, even even on the... Well, I, actually, you know what? Theoretically, I, I guess I'm, I've am i misspoken. I mean, he is in AAA, where Cruz technically is in AA. So, theoretically speaking, I don't know who's higher in the pecking order this time. I mean, Jim did bring up a good point. He's 21 years old. He got bumped up real quick mm-hmm. and made the Padres, who are coming in the year... a really good major league team and are a major, a really good major league team. He made the roster. So, and not only that, something they're like, he had to take the spot of a potential MVP candidate of that really good team. There is something there to like Ben Sherrington did not go out and get him for no reason. And if he did, then kill me. That's the, that's the second it's the second, uh, yeah. Well, I do that reference there, but um, no. I mean, obviously, there's something here that Ben Sherrington likes. Um, I don't see anything that I like, <laughs> but, but again, I'm I'm not paid to evaluate talent, so that's what he's well, there for. I didn't like anything about Brian Reynolds. Perfect. I was gonna say. I there mean, don't go. be so harsh, Jim. I do like the on base percentage. kind of where it ends but i do like the okay. on-base percentage <laughs> i guess if there's something like if, if we're comparing him to like I've, I've been seeing a lot of d gordon like prime d gordon things out there um, that's a very d gordon never call. walked i mean d gordon like had like a two percent walk rate so like that's you know d gordon hit like 280 million singles but also never walked. He was pretty much worthless um, outside of just a couple of years. Um, hopefully he's a little bit better than D Gordon, but even okay. if he is D Gordon, that's probably fine. Uh, I can't think of like a second base, but I could comp him to, but like, that's part of the other thing like, too. Like hearing like he's many, like he's, so we trade Adam Frazier to get the next Adam Frazier. And um, I don't want another Adam Frazier. Well, I just don't really even see that to the degree either. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not like not to say like Adam Frazier's great. I mean he is, but not to say like Adam Frazier's great and like you just replaced this great player with this other great player. I mean he definitely had his struggles, but like even even to me like it's really still not even Adam Frazier. But I don't know. I don't know. We, we already talked about this. We can move on from him. Let's get back to Park. You know, I'm I'm all I'm all about Park. I want to see as much Park as possible, and that's what I do like about him. Also, like you guys mentioned, I do feel he can be this super utility, and this is a great way of getting these guys, the guys that have to get their rest and out of the lineup. You know, like we've mentioned about Polanco. Polanco has been hot. Like I, I I get why he could still be here for the rest of the year, but he doesn't need to play every day, even if he's here. He doesn't need to play every day. So that's way, that's a way of getting Park in the lineup, right? Defoe has played well enough on this terrible club, but it's not like he, there's no reason that Defa has to play every day either or close to part of the every day. Like get park in there. 
You know, so there's plenty of opportunities to get Parks back in the lineup, and that is a must. So far, so good. Bucko Mike is just baiting us into talking about Henry Davis, by the way, because he just won't shut up about him in the chat. (laughs) We've been talking about everything but Henry Davis, and that's all his comments are about Henry Davis. This is going to be a really interesting, like, discussion about Shelton on what he does with these young guys going forward. Because there's guys like Park, Castro, these types of dudes. Is he going to when Moran comes, even Nagowski, who looks awful now, he should probably yeah. just be DFA'd. Evans, a bunch of guys that probably should not get at bats anymore. It's going to be interesting to see what Shelton does with these types of dudes. I mean, I have a feeling that, you know, once Moran comes back, I mean, when Moran comes back, like what you can't just have Nagowski on your roster. Oh, right? weird. You can't have- he didn't listen to last week's episode, did he? <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't. But like you can't. He was in four cities that weekend, Tyler. Come on now. <laughs> I would like to hear Jim's opinion on it, though. No, but I mean, you can't have Nagowski on the roster. He literally can't play any position other than first base. He's a right-handed hitter. Like there's, there's no room on the roster for Nagowski unless he's basically your starting first baseman, which isn't going to be the case once Moran comes back. He's literally Drew, Drew Sutton. First base version yeah. of Drew Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not literally, but I mean Drew I mean. Sutton could Drew Sutton was a little more versatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. He's basically he like the right handed version. He's the right handed version of like Matt Stairs, but he can't hit it. No, that's a terrible cop. So he can't hit as good. Like he's not nearly not as good a, with him. Not even close. He was that's Drew Sutton. He caught a little lightning in a bottle. I mean, yeah, as far as like from so he's, Pirates, he's Jeff Clement goes. Yeah, is what you're saying. Jeff, a right handed Jeff Clement with less power. <laughs> he's Matt Hag with no power. Let's put it that way. So, so the part of he this is okay. Matt Hag. If Matt Hag hit for a week, gosh, Matt Hag's comps just keep getting worse and worse. I mean, I think this is kind of telling us what's coming up then with Nagowski. Nagowski, uh, I'm on this, I'm on board with this too. Nagowski was a great story, it was yeah. fun. I'm still I'm still living in the cult legend of him. Like, you know, I'm all for it. But realistically, even at his best, he's a first baseman with no power. Like, like you're taking these comps, right? Like, if if Nagowski hit his complete ceiling, the best version you could possibly get of Nagowski is like James Loney. Yeah. Like he's a first baseman with literally zero power. So Okay, but the thing is, like, he's not going to be hitting 300 either, and he hasn't been hitting 300. So his guy who doesn't hit and hits for no power when he does. So it was fun, but going forward, yeah. it's a no-go for me. It's a no-go for no freaking dork. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like that pun. That was a good pun. I liked it. But- Jim, you missed last week. We started with who do we DF? 
it started with Polanco, then it moved on. It was like, eh, Philip Evans. Now I think we're full blown on Nagowski's the dude. So I, I, I already made my stance known on Polanco. I think I don't think he's a DFA candidate, but that just has more to do with I think, I think the team would react very poorly to that. Yeah, um, we. If you would have listened, yeah. you would have heard that. Yeah, you're right. I didn't listen. So, uh, Phillip Evans been sleeping in four cities. Four cities. Philip Evans, though, definitely DFA candidate. Nagowski, definitely DFA candidate at this point. Yep. I'm yeah, on board with that. I actually, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think Polanco's here for the long haul. Unless, As another unless two months. he just starts again. Like it could happen tomorrow where he just, he goes over 35. Like at that I point think in time, even, even then, there's enough guys that suck. Buckle Mike says Nagowski is Brad Eldred with Donardo Power. And he puts in quotes next to none. Oh, thanks. I, I didn't know where you were going with that, Buckle Mike. <laughs> thanks for clarifying that. He's Matt Haig. <laughs> These calls are I mean, depressing. He was, Let's move he forward. Was, he has one home run in 130 plate appearances. That's just I mean, that's that's not major league caliber. <laughs> that's that's even Kevin Newman did better than that in 2019. Like I don't even want to see Colin Moran hit. Well, but I do. The thing that Colin Moran has at least is like if we can get him back Power. into the lineup and he can play well these last seven weeks, eight weeks of the year, then like maybe he's a trade can't a trade chip in the offseason. Like you're not getting much for him, but maybe some team was like, hey, we need a left-handed bench bat and Moran can be that guy. It's really weird. It's like someone said earlier in the year that these adjustments we saw really didn't mean anything. I don't know. I, I I still just like, this has been a terrible year for him. Just couldn't stay healthy either. You know, he couldn't prove that those adjustments didn't mean anything because he just went right to the injury list and then just stayed on it the whole entire time. You know, it's like the rest of the season was him fighting back to get healthy and something else came up. We went on the IL for, you know, so like I don't think we get he I don't think he was given the fair shot to prove if those adjustments work really worked or not. And they didn't. to me, that's why I kind of feel like just kind of keep him for next year. I mean, who's gonna be playing first base next year, anyways? One of the middle infielders you acquired. <laughs> Bark. <laughs> Find one of them. Who can play first base? Let's go. I just kind of feel uh, like he's gonna be here next Mason year. Mason Mar- Mason Martin. I'd rather. They won't even bring out Mason Martin. Here's too. number three. I'd rather light myself on fire. <laughs> Mason Martin playing first base, batting the uh, batting cleanup. Okay. Pass. O'Neill Cruz. Not really, because his arm's too good to play first base. Right. Yeah. I just say if Colin Moran's playing first base next year. Gregory Polanco. To me, it kind of is what it is. <laughs> it's not Polanco. <laughs> it is not Polanco. I'm sorry, but he, uh, his Pirates days. He would have been perfect. He would have been perfect. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he would have been. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's certainly coordinated enough to do it. He also can't hit. Sometimes. Have you watched him the last two weeks? No, because you've been in five cities. Sometimes. 
All right. So I'm with you, Nagowski, Philip Evans. They got to go. Sorry. Moran, though, I just, I don't know. I mean, if he's traded, he's traded. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm indifferent. I don't care either way. I'm not slamming it on the table saying he's got to be here and I believe in Colin Moran's talents and, you know, like you can't get rid of him. They do, they do. But I could also see a situation where they do just keep him and he's here next year. Like, they're going to replay 2021 all over again for Colin Moran. He's here next year. They're going to see what he has. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't survive next year, oh well. I would venture to guess that he's not going to survive next year. Yeah, Your hats me. are insane. Actually, I should do it this way, huh? That way, they can see the you can see the Pittsburgh here. There you go. Both of you look awful. You look insane. Do you realize that? Insane. Uh, all right, Nagowski is a no go. What's next on the agenda? I think we should start talking about Jim drunk tweets. <laughs> and dr- drunk. I don't think I had any. Did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Drunk texts. Did I have any of those? I don't know. I'm just kidding. We won't share. I don't care. How no, was, it was usually how was no, it was typically just uh what the fuck happened today? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've been drunk all day. You look at your phone like Jim, it's 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just coming back to work for my lunch break and I get a gym. I'm drunk. What happened? <laughs> there was uh no, I'm not gonna no, we're not gonna go into it. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> All right, Cabrian Hayes. <laughs> yes. This is your this is your topic, Tyler. Speak to us. I gotta speak. I don't like doing that. Let it's me like, just start you off. Guys, Let me just start you it. You guys with are this. treating me like I'm on a podcast or something. I'm treating you with respect as if you actually have you know <laughs> knowledge to bring. I do. No, I do actually. Let, let's get Ryan back. Wow. Um let, let me you start this off then. Let's just start it just with this. Okay, that's Brian fine. Hayes, I will kill myself. Is it the wrist or is it just performance? I think at this point you have to hope it's a wrist. But when you look at his minor league numbers, we've talked about it a thousand times. At some point, it it starts to creep in your head where it's like, it could be a little more. He might just not be that great of a hitter. And I think he is a better hitter than he's shown. And I do think the wrist does matter. But in the back of our heads, I think it does eventually start to creep in there where it's like, oh boy, this could be a problem. Jim. Um, I mean, so I think it's a couple things. Um, I think the wrist is definitely a factor and the reason why i think that is just all the off days that he's getting yes i don't think he would be getting all of these off days if he was a hundred percent um so i think there is something there with the wrist that they're not really telling us about uh where you know it's it's just not i i i can't think that it's a hundred percent um 
Another thing too, and this is just something that I've noticed watching games, and I, I maybe just need to dig into it a little bit deeper from like a StatCast standpoint, but Tyler mentioned on our text chain a little bit ago, um, kids doesn't seem to be able to get around on inside pitches. And um, I think some of that just may have to do with his approach. He really likes to, I mean, when he's, when he's on, right, he's like, he's peppering that three, four hole and he's, he's driving the ball to right field. Like you can tell that his approach is to drive the ball either up the middle or to right field. He doesn't really pull a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what also has happened here is pitchers have realized, Hey, this is what he's trying to do. Let's pitch him inside so he can't extend and drive those pitches to the opposite field. So I think we are seeing some more of that where pitchers are making an adjustment to his approach. And so now it's just a matter of he now has to adjust to the adjustments the pitchers are making. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the, that back and forth thing. I, I mean, we hear it all the time that, you know, it's, it's one thing to make the majors. Right. And then, you know, you, you kind of, you burst onto the scene and then like the, the, one of the hardest things to do at that point is like, how are you going to react once major league pitchers figure you out? Right. Um, so that's, that's, I think just where he is in his stage of his career right now is pitchers have figured out what his initial approach is um, and they've reacted to it. And so now he needs to also react to what they're doing. Does that mean a change of approach? Does it mean, you know, I, I don't know what that means. He's, that, that's between him and, and you know, the, the, the hitting coaches to figure out. But he needs to figure out a way to, hey, if pitchers are going to throw me inside, I need to figure out a way to pull those balls in play with some authority. Like, that's, that's the next step. Once he shows he can do that, then he can kind of regain – that whole outside part of the plate, I think. So I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, you asked the question, is it, is it risk? Is it struggling? Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a little bit of both. No, I'm going to cut you off. Hold on, doctor. Let me cut you off. I'm sorry. I apologize. I re- I really do about this one, but Jim did bring up something I did say about the inside pitch. I think they are really going after him inside and Part of it probably is the risk, but I think another part of it goes back to early year where we were looking at him and thinking, this guy's pitch recognition is so good. We saw him lay off so many pitches that were out of the zone. And at this point, I don't know if we're seeing the same pitch wreck that we were because we're seeing him late on outside pitches. He's rolling over on inside pitches. So I think a pitch wreck issue is maybe part to do with it because he is getting absolutely attacked inside from what I'm seeing right now. I haven't dug into it anymore, but I don't see him really adjusting to it. And it's, he just looks so off balance with the swing. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I guess uh, what I was going to allude to here. And like I said, I'm glad Jim brought that up and like what you're saying, because I think it's another case where two things can be true. Uh, you know, he came on the scene, and again, talk about the small sample. Talk about last year. I mean, the, the everyone was so bummed that he doesn't get rookie of the year, and part of it was well because it was just so, so small sample. Like no one got to adjust. Like he came on the scene and just 
bursted and was so amazing, right? Pitchers didn't have that time to adjust. He comes in this year. In the second game, he gets injured right away. You know, so like you haven't gotten that. So part of it, I believe, and I think what you're finding is he's in that period of time where he has to adjust now. Pitchers have caught up to him. But I think the problem is also while he's doing it, he's doing it with a risk that isn't 100%. And to go back to Jim, that's why I believe there is more to this with the wrist. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there saying, no, he's healthy. He's healthy. If he wasn't healthy, he wouldn't be playing this and that. And I feel like, well, I mean, clearly it's not going to have, like, you're not going to have any more damage done to it. Like, they feel he's in a situation where there's, it's not going to cause more damage, but I feel there's some lingering issues with it. And right. So, in like the past 30 days, he's gotten five days off, and that includes an all star break. You know, that's, that's to me, like, look at, and this past week, he's got, he had two days off in four games. So part of me feels like maybe this wrist isn't all there. They're trying to manage that a bit. And again, like he's going through these adjustments while trying to manage his wrist. So yes, I just feel like if you're looking at Cabrian Hayes and now looking at him and saying, Ugh, maybe the minor league numbers are completely true and this is what he is, I'm just saying throw a little bit of caution out there with that because I do feel personally nothing proven, right? But personally, that there's maybe more to this wrist also. I I think it might be maybe not too cautious to put him on the IL for 10 days. Just throw out a wrist discomfort. Give him 10 days. So Park can get more At stars. this point, <laughs> I mean, do what you got to do. But I don't think it would be a, a bad thing to do because what's he going to add? This is a bad team. If the wrist really is an issue, give them some time. Yeah, uh, I, I would actually be in favor of that. Like if it is something where it's lingering, give him, you know, go ahead and give him two weeks off. I mean, there, there's no, there's no need to push it with him. I, I mean, right now. Um, so yeah, I, I would be in favor of that. If that is if that is happening, you know, even if it's not, I probably still do it. Well, I was gonna say, so maybe that's the thing. So if this doesn't happen, does that maybe just kind of debunk that the wrist is fine then, and maybe this is just a complete slump and struggle? I'd I probably like just call it that was, for fun. Yeah, I feel like if it was struggling though, he would still be getting more playing time than Kevin Newman. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's still not as bad as Kevin Newman. He's, you he's actually very like, good. Point. He's like, he's like, he's like twice as good as Kevin Newman still. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, even, even while he's, you know, been in the slump. So, right. I, and yet Kevin Newman's the starting shortstop every day, no matter what. That's um, a good point. And it's yeah, not so as I, if I, it's not like there's no, there's no one that can play short that Kevin's blocking. And that goes the same with third. It's not as if like, well, we can give him days off because we can play such and such a third that who cares. So you make a really good point. Yeah, and I think we saw the game will get scratched tonight. Is that what happened? That he got bumped down the fourth. Yeah. Yep. I, f- I forget why, but, but yeah. I mean, now we're starting to mess with him in the lineup. Just give him a give him a break. That's where I'm at right now with him. Just give him a ten day IL. I'd be in maybe, favor of it. Maybe when Moran comes up, that's. That's the move. 
Could be right. But I mean, going back though, like I said, there is something that needs to change with his approach too. I mean, the launch angle is super low. It's 3.4. That's basically half where it was last year. The exit velocity, not really a whole lot of change there. Um, but he's just, he's not, he's not driving the ball with authority because everything he's hitting is on the ground. Pretty much. I think that's something that needs to be dug into a little more too. Um, I do think that there's a difference. in, like we said, the pitcher's approach of how he's been attacked. So he's getting jammed inside and outside. He's not really adjusting to the curveball or the off speed as much. So I really do think maybe it's not the swing as much. It's the, just the approach, which that's probably the easier thing to fix. Hopefully. Yeah. If you look like his, his hit tonight, he, he drove in RBI single up the middle. He hit, he hit it 110 miles an hour. Like, I mean, he, he, just blistered the ball. Um, but you know, four degree launch angle. Oh. So that ball's not going anywhere. Um, I mean, you, you, you put a little bit of lift on a 110 mile an hour ball and that balls, it's a 430 foot home run. Um, so yeah, it's, I think there's a few things with him as I, but I definitely think the wrist is certainly a factor. Cool. 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 Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, anyone else we want to cover and talk? Well, Jim's been in four cities in a week, so. I feel like, have you guys seen Brad Johnson on Twitter slash TikTok? Yeah, about a four months ago. It's it's incredible. I'm just saying he follows me, but <clears throat> I'm sorry. Oh, with, he with my hat here just made me think of him. But I don't um, know who you're talking about. Brad Johnson, the quarterback for Super the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Oh, oh, two. Okay. That's who I thought the Brad Johnson was because I couldn't really think of another Brad Johnson. But then I was like, why are we talking about Brad Johnson? Because apparently Brad Johnson is a thing in 2021. And I will tell you, you have to see Brad Johnson. He does like all types of trick shots. That's like he's reinvented himself. But apparently, the guy's like an incredible basketball sh- like shooter. But he also it's shows Brad. Like, but anyways, yeah. Back by Papa the Man, big time Brad. <laughs> I forget what he says, but oh, it's great. Anyways, uh, all right. So that's the end of our show. We wrap it up here. <laughs> Well, it's eleven forty-five, and I gotta go to bed. Oh my god! Between Jim, four cities over weekend, and Tyler having to work an eight-hour job every every five days a week. I need to. uh, MLB the show just came out with new content today. I need to. I need to knock that out. Mm. All right. Well, let's get out of here then. You guys have just wait till we get the Mount Rushmore back. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts. See you guys.